Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live to the new spiffy virtual KBN Live studio. What's happening, Ryan? How you doing tonight, man? Mm, looking like a pro. Looking like a pro. Looking like a pro. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here, man. Yeah, we got a few people trickling in. Thank you guys for watching. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're at. Um, yeah, before we get going, we want to, of course, we've got this new New Looks virtual studio here. We've got some names at the top. We want to give thanks for the people that are supporting the podcast before we get into what we're going to talk about tonight. So uh, first and foremost, the number one kayak fishing outfitter in the nation, I'd say, Dugout Bait and Tackle. What do you want to say about them, Ryan? Uh, so the dugout came on the scene a little over a year ago and, and really kind of hit the ground running. You know, they, they jumped in with, with Hobie and AJ and AJ kind of helped guide Jamie on how to, you know, kind of structure his network and his team or whatever. And they really focused on the local scene in the Southeast and they've gone above and beyond to support it. But not only that, I mean, it's like a family, uh, you know, this weekend, I'll tell a great story about my, my boy, Shane. Uh, this weekend, I get a frantic text from Jamie that says, call me ASAP. And Jamie is never like, Jamie's never like that. There's no rush with Jamie Coza ever. Uh, so I'm freaking out and I'm like, oh shit, you know, what's happened? I call him and he's like, I just got a call from the Coast Guard. So Shane, <laughs> Shane and Rob Will Valdere. Uh, they were down off the Keys uh, doing some shooting for our other sponsor, uh, Rebo Sunglasses, and they get an SOS text from Shane's girlfriend's phone, and that's it. And and they called Jamie because Shane had been tagging the dugout on his social media. So they called Jamie, and they're like, hey, you know, do you know anything about this? Do you know where they're at? <laughs> and Jamie has no clue. So he calls me. So I'm sitting in Jasper, Tennessee, losing my freaking mind, like calling everybody I know in South Florida. Uh, one of my buddies runs a songwriters retreat down there. And I'm like calling the hotel owners, trying to find out, you know, who's got boats and who can <laughs> who can do whatever. Finally, I call the Coast Guard down there and they're like, oh, you're calling about Shane? Yeah, he's fine. His girlfriend's phone just got the buttons, the two side buttons pressed on it in her purse. And I'm like... <laughs> Like, this boy oh is, uh, you know, just testing my nerves. Uh, moral of the story, that's a testament to Koza. I mean, he's bought in on the whole kayak fishing community, good, bad, and ugly. So thank you for the support. <laughs> we had a little uh, group text going, and, uh, you know, you were ready to drive down to Florida yourself and just go figure out what the heck was going on. And then uh, Shane was, when you know, just kicked up, relaxed, everything was fine. <laughs> I'm a problem solver, Jeff. If you call me with a problem, I'm going to do whatever I can to fix it. You know, I may not have uh, the easy button, but I'll, I'll definitely do what I can to fix it. Uh, yeah. That being said, you know, Revo came on board. They got some awesome content. Rob Will sent me the shots earlier today, man. They uh, they did great. Tested out the, the glasses and the salt. Uh, really impressed with them. So, I mean, we're off to a good start, Jeff. I don't know what happened, yeah. but we uh, we're doing something, right? Yeah, man. And then, you know, of course, we've got the OG sponsor of the show, Western Sun Vodka, the, the official beverage of KBN Live. Uh, appreciate them, of course. And uh, with next week, I think next Monday, we're going to start a little once-a-month deal, uh, Throwing Shades Monday. We're going to throw a shade, a pair of shades at you guys for watching. Uh, but we're going to do a contest tonight. We're going to give away some stuff. You guys see this 
this cool trucker hat I got on. So I've got uh, some hats, koozies, some other stuff from Revo that I'm going to give away tonight, and it's just a simple like and share contest. So just like the like the page, share the, the live stream, and, we'll, and at the end of the night we'll pick somebody to give a bunch of logo gear away. And the next week we'll, we'll give away some legit, I mean, two $300 sunglasses, uh, depending on the pair you pick out. Ryan, you're running those Jaspers, right? They're legit. Yeah, the Jasper. Man, it's my hometown. Uh, that's my hometown yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, I was go. like, dude, I got to go with the Jaspers. Uh, they're a glass lens, super lightweight. They don't have, like, the plastic trim stuff that would fall off the coasters. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give them uh, a 10 out of 10 so far. Yeah, some of the guys in the comments saying they got their stickers from the giveaway last week. So good stuff. Yeah. Put them on your put them on your truck or your kayak or station wagon if you got one like mine and take a picture and post it so we can see it. Um, but yeah, like and share this. If you're on YouTube, we'll do something. I'm going to send something to the YouTube people. We don't have as big an audience on YouTube, obviously, as Facebook. We're going to get there. I wish all the Facebookers would just go subscribe to that. That way, in case we ever get kicked off Facebook, they'll already be ready and prepared. No, that YouTube. would never happen, Jeff. You never know. Yeah, they'd be we prepared have over there. Bit of a community. Yeah. So help us out tonight and like and share this. If you're on YouTube, make a comment, something funny. You know, make fun of my glasses or something. And uh, best comment over on YouTube, I'll send you guys something too. Um, but anyway, good stuff. We want to talk about a little bit before we get our guest in here. I mean, we're gonna have Jim Davis on. Just one of the cross event. Another Tennessee boy, Ryan. This is a good segue into our our precursor news. Uh, Justin said he got his as well. It'll he's got to wash his truck. It'll look great next to his KBF member sticker. If you oh, wash yeah. it hard enough, Justin, that KBF member sticker will come right off. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. Like, is it a Maybe. lifetime member sticker? Uh, well, that's true. If it's a lifetime member sticker, Maybe. Okay. is it a tattoo by chance? Also, another option. Yeah. Oh, we have tattoo. If you if you can if you send me a pic of a tattoo that you have, I'll definitely send you a pack of something. Uh, we got Tim over on YouTube. Appreciate you, Tim. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we're gonna have Jim on here in a minute. The only two time winner of the Blue Trophy. We're gonna have him on the Tennessee guy. Uh, I want to talk to him some, a little bit. Of course, did very good number manipulation on that. You put uh, quite the little political spin on it. You said he owns twenty percent of all Blue Trophies. That's true. Now I kind of stole that. Our old town marketing guy said that first, and I got to laugh out of it. So I stole. I stole that. I stole that from him. From Props Lilly? to uh, Ryan Lilly over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Jim is, of course, an old town teammate. So I couldn't be more thrilled that he pulled that off. And old town kind of swept the top five. They had a couple guys in the top five up there at the cross. So talk to Jim about that. See how he how he pulled it off. I, I saw those white jerseys up there. Is that some? I mean, what is it? What is it that uh, that old town has on the cross? I don't know. They 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 dominated up there. And you know what? I, I was I wanted to ask you about this, Ryan, because what I'm noticing is there's like a distinct group almost now that's you're seeing guys do really well at the bass events, and you're seeing them on the podium more, and then you're seeing a group in the BOS events. Now there is people that fish both, but you're kind of seeing a group of people excel at one or the other. Uh, is that because of the motor deal, or just one day event versus two day event, or just coincidence? I think a lot of factors, I think a lot of the people, if you look, you know, congrats to the, to the qualifiers that Hobie just put out for the TOC and they, you know, they threw the, the 50 qualifiers out for the TOC. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of crossover in those of you. You haven't seen a lot of crossover this season. Uh, really, you know, the, obviously the classic out there, Possum Kingdom event uh, was kind of, was kind of stacked as far as a lot of the same names, but for the most part, it's been, Kind of two different groups for the most part, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. I mean, you see guys like Casey Reed. He's always finishing high in the KBF and Bass events. Um, a few other guys I noticed that seemed to – tell you who's done well in both is another Old Town teammate, teammate of mine. He did good in the in the cross event is uh, Anthony Winkleman. He did good at Pickwick in the BOS event and hit the road and went straight up to uh, lacrosse and did pretty good up there. So a few guys crossing over, but overall it seems like you're seeing a different group, a different and we had group. A, we had a silent – a little uh, a silent flex earlier – uh, about the BASS uh, event series, uh, a homeboy done. He done gave himself the old uh, uh, pat on the back. He's the self-appointed AOY in the Bass series. They pulled a uh, Central Florida football deal. Remember a couple years ago they named themselves the national champs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, if you can't if you can't beat them, you know, the yeah, real deal. I, the real deal. The real deal. I, I think I saw earlier he came up with the math that he would have, would have won AOI. Hell, maybe he would have. I don't know. But uh, that was pretty funny to see somebody come up with that. I hope that they do. I think I, I think you need, I mean, for Bass, constructive criticism, I think you, you do need an AOI, though. Like, you, you want to give people something to work for, you know, a reason to continue to fish the series. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Clifton, throw Clifton's comment up there. That's a good one. This one? Yeah. Uh, I, and I've made this analogy a couple times this year. I do. I think bass is very much structured like what KBF is or was two years ago. I see a lot of similarities there. So I yeah. think that might be why you're seeing more of a draw. You know, instead, I, I don't want to say people aren't focused on necessarily the quality of the tournament, but I feel like they are participating because of the name a lot, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, Hobie's kind of polarizing to some people. It's a brand. It's a specific yeah. brand. And I think that turns some people off to the events. I think, you know, KBF and Bass is more kind of an open door that, that you know, just anybody getting into kayak fishing wants to participate in. Yeah, I've heard that a time or two that a lot of, even if they'd have named it the Bass Open Series presented by Hobie, it would have been taken differently than the Hobie Bass Open Series. I don't know, but... Uh... Everybody that fishes it now, and it's been around long enough, people know what it is. That you know, that's the brand behind the tournaments, but it's open to anyone, just like the rest of them. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's acceptable. I think it's welcome. Uh, obviously, bass is pretty new on the scene, so to to be successful, you're going to have to do better and change things and evolve to stay in it, but. You know, I think uh, I think they're doing all right. That that lacrosse event pulled what was it 90, 90 something, eighty upper eighty something like that. Yeah, yeah, they did. They were in the nineties in the nineties, yeah. and that's with no AOI and a one day tournament. So that's big. That's big numbers for late in the season like that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and I think Bass is kind of at a tipping point right now for next year. I mean, they have the opportunity to make some changes and really, you know, grab a foot. I mean, they've already got a foothold with the brand, but really take a leap if they'll do just a few tweaks in my opinion yeah yeah they definitely so. i mean we've said it before they have the potential they have the reach the name recognition the platform you know you you just want to you just want to see them go in you want to see them go in on kayak fishing really promote it you know promote the events not just on the page you know whatever facebook page but really push this stuff i think that's that's the key to them being successful it's not not necessarily the payouts. They can structure payouts however they want to, but uh, really just promoting the sport, I think, is is the biggest deal. And, and like Josh Evans is saying, you know, you have to listen to feedback. The guys at the top have to listen to the feedback. If you don't, then 
you're kind of stepping in the same the same trap that's been out there for years. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what they do. Uh, you know, KBF already kind of released their tentative schedule for next year. Uh, All American Series released theirs a week or two ago. Uh, I'm anxious to see what Bass and Hobie does. I mean, I think Bass needs to make that change to two days and throw in a point system, but we'll see if they do it or not. I don't know. I hope they do. Clifton, Clifton said they moved Louisville. They did, Clifton. Thank you for that, People's Champ. You allow Pendergraft to win it from the ramp, son. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, and I, th- and I think you said before, Ryan, that the, the championship – they that they've got that that that's kind of an unmatched spectacle. Uh, they just need to get everything else in, in front of it. Uh, I want to see them streamline the actual process of check in and stuff. You know, yeah. the captains' meetings. I feel uh, I'd like to see that run a little more smoothly and maybe not outside in the heat. Um, and then getting getting the kayak anglers down to the stage to watch their people. You know, that was that was clutch. And again, thank you to to Patrick Malone. <laughs> For, for, you know, we had no idea that, you know, he was sick as shit the whole time. And Patrick is running around sweating bullets trying to hurt us down to the stage. So, uh, you know, hats off again. But I, I suggested maybe do like a dinner before the awards. I have every all the anglers together, do a little dinner, meet up, and then just everybody walk in together so there's no confusion. We go in, see the awards, and get out of there. Yeah, especially right now because – the fans of kayak fishing are just other tournament anglers like us. It's not like there's going to the be most a thousand part, people. There were some families yeah, you know and I mean? stuff in yeah, there, yeah. but I mean, there maybe 30, 30 people outside of the, the anglers themselves. So, yeah, uh, we got one of the, uh, we got Ryan back in YouTube. He said he still runs into people that think he can only fish the BOS out of a Hobie. And that's true. People still yeah, think that because of sure. that name. Sure enough. Yep. I mean, I see that on the comments all the time. Probably drives AJ crazy, but it, uh, they still ask him every time. Um, yeah, man, regular season, that, that lacrosse event was the last event of Bass's regular season. Hobie's was two weeks ago or a week ago, whenever Pickwick was. Um, KBF's been done since end of August, 1st of September there. So it's championship time everywhere now, huh? Who you got winning AOI for Hobie? I got BDH, man. I got, I got a few. Ooh, I got, I got BDH. That's my homie. Okay. You think he's making that diaper money, huh? I've, I've been knowing BDH since before he had the initials. No, I, I met him when he first moved to Texas. Good dude. I, ho- I hope he – why ain't Ryan on YouTube? He ain't banned. What? Oh, he's talking about back. I thought he was talking about you. I was Sorry, like, <laughs> I, was like I'm, I think I'm everywhere. I don't know if they blocked me out on YouTube. I'm not, yeah. I'm not privy We're, to that. He's diversifying, Clifton. <laughs> Maybe he's protesting Facebook. Who knows, man? Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. I really – I hate to give the kid credit, but I, I would say – I'm going to throw out two names. I think – I think Edwin is just blessed this year. I think he's anointed by something. I don't know what he did, you know, uh, but he he definitely has – he's got a rabbit's foot in his pocket this year. I hope to see that end very soon. But, <laughs> but I think I think Edwin is, is somehow going to sneak around there and pull it off. You know, he's got a, he's got a lot, of, lot of knowledge, obviously, a lot of just natural fishing ability. Um, I think he's going to fare pretty well there. And then Drew Gregory, man, you can't you can't sleep on Drew. Somehow, some way, you know he gets he gets on to fish. Like he gets in the mix all the time. I think, I mean, he's very close to the top. You know, to make a move. You saw him make a move from from further back last year, and and you know we saw Jordan Marshall and Ron even jump up there last year in, into that final top three. There's a ton of shakeup that that can happen. 
at the TOC. Like people look at these numbers, they chase this stuff all year long. But if you have one of the top, you know, the top guys finish in the bottom, you know, 30% of the field, they could be completely out of the race. Like this is double points. I mean, there's, there's some big things that can happen at the TOC. Dude, last year when AJ announced the, the top three for Angler of the year, I literally sat in, you know, watching my phone. I was like, "Damn, AJ done messed up the math or something." There ain't no way, <laughs> ain't no way that is how that worked out, you know. But but that's how it went down, you know. Like you said, the big moves with the double points, uh, and all of a sudden you had Jordan and Drew and everybody else up there. Like, what the heck? Jordan's face when he realized that he qualified for Hobie Worlds was that was my favorite moment of the TOC. It really was just hit like we're sitting next to each other at the table and like all of a sudden you just see this weight come down on him like, holy shit, I just qualified for Hobie Worlds. Like, it was awesome. Together. You'll probably, you'll probably never get to go. You'll probably have to have like 12 uh, booster shots uh, before you ever leave the country. Face. So well, yeah. I, I won't get to go then because I'll have zero <laughs> booster shots before I leave the country. <laughs> Yeah, who knows how that's going to go down. But I hope I can't wait to see it. I mean, the video from the road with you and Marshall at Worlds is going to be unbelievable. So I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Could be that'll be, that'll be worth so. the price of admission right there. We might not come yeah. back. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the TOC. I wish I was there, but I can't wait to. I, the final standings for that came out. Just missed the cut. Vinny, Vinny the commish, just made the cut. Slid right in there and took that spot. So, uh, that's going to be fun to watch. I've got a few, few people i got my eye on to win that. Of course, I'm pulling for you. Uh, and pulling for Jordan Marshall, another moderator of the page. The the hot stick is Jay Wallen right now. Then I've got a few dark horses I've been been watching as well over there. So that's going to be a fun one. And then the, the big the big show, the KBF National Championship com- Championships coming up. The numbers aren't quite there yet, but I, you know there's still going to be a lot of anglers there. Got a lot of eyes on people. If, I mean, who's your favorite special. to win that? What are they up to now? Two two hundred something. Uh, I looked before we came on. Let me see. I got to pull. I had it pulled up. Two forty-eight, and I don't know if that's all three tournaments combined, or you know what I mean. I don't know uh, if everybody's in every tournament. The way that I read it, so if you look at the the entries, that's the actual run for national championship. If you look at the tickets sold, that I think that is uh, the, the multiple crossover okay. tournament. I think it's you know. I mean, uh, we know how this shit goes. I think it's a little bit of a marketing ploy, like, oh, we got we sold five hundred tickets to this, but it's really just two hundred people. Um, gotcha. You know, finesse. It's a finesse game, Jeff. Sometimes yeah, you just game. gotta finesse it. That's what we did. We told uh, Dugout we had one million viewers two weeks ago, and when you know it, their <laughs> logos on top of the page. So. That wasn't that wasn't us. That was a, <laughs> that was a different organization. Uh, it turns right. out you you actually need to put up the numbers sometimes to claim yeah. viewers. So I bet KBF hits 300, 350 by the time they're done. I'm pulling some of my man from Arkansas. I think, I think, I think 350 has got it. Uh, you, you, you calling G money, G money going pro, huh? G money going pro going to run. Down I'm there going for and, G I'm and, going for Garrett, man. Okay. You know, okay. another teammate of mine, of course, a buddy of mine from Arkansas. I've got to go for Garrett. He's, he's all in on the national championship. I don't know why. And I don't want anybody to judge me for this. I hope Lance McWhorter goes down there and just cleans house. Okay. I really, I like Lance. Lance's a good dude. Is it because you know, of the last know, name? It's it's AJ's uncle. AJ's goofy <laughs> ass uncle from Texas. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna go down there and clean up shop, man. I like Lance. Lance gives he's he's good energy. He's just a good dude. You know, you met it. You met him. When we were down there at uh, Rayburn. I mean, just, yeah, yeah. He just gives off a good vibe. I like him. I hope he wins. He's, 
He's got his own little podcast going on Wednesdays now, I believe, with I know, Billy Bones. So get over there and check out yeah. Lance, and hopefully he does well. Uh, that's always fun. I mean, last year, I know you and I aren't in the, the KBF natty these days, but last year we had a hell of a time following Edwin throughout, thinking he was going to win. I mean, it was still fun. It'll still be fun to watch. So Jackson? Or Jackson, I'm sorry. I, can't, the I get other, the young kids the other, confused. The other Edwin. Yeah, the Edwin Jackson, before Edwin. Jackson's the one. He's got pigment to his skin. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, Jackson. <laughs> that's how you know the difference. Those guys, man, they've been, uh, they've been getting all up in it up there in Carson Newman, man. Edwin cashed a check up on Cherokee. I think Jackson slid back to Indiana and cashed check this weekend. Uh, young boys still making some noise. They're doing their thing, man. Then, uh, then the, I think the last championship coming up, of course, there's state championships all over the place. Arkansas mm-hmm. series in a couple weeks. The legendary Lone Star Throwdowns here in a week or two. God, I uh, want to go to that so bad, man. Yeah, I know. I do, too. I thought I was going to get to go this year. It's not going to work out again. Uh, then the All-American, that's at the end of October. That's that's coming up pretty soon. So championships everywhere in the fall. It's kind of turned into a fall thing. Are there any championships in the spring anymore? Uh, Not that I can think of, unless I'm missing something. Well, I mean, Bass was supposed to be in the spring, right? So it'll be, it'll be back in the spring next year uh, with the Classic, as long as COVID doesn't. Really yeah, there you go. That's right, Bass. Why did I forget about Bass? That's weird. Uh, yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's champion. It's championship time, so uh, I get to fish my state championships. I'll get to slide into something, even though I missed my ultimate goal of the TOC. But I'll be pulling for y'all over there. I'm gonna slide up uh, to Watts Bar, uh, where I took a little Hobie win, and see if I can defend my state championship and and clap it up one more time for them boys. All right, all right. That's going to be good. Hey, one more thing. Jim just jumped into the waiting room, so we're going to get him in here in a second. But there's something that we need to uh, show y'all, give you one more chance to do this. Remember, we're doing a like and share contest tonight. (laughs) I didn't know what you were talking about. uh, Yeah, we're doing a like and share tonight. So like like the stream, share the stream. We're giving away a Revo pack of branded stuff. But Ryan uh, got with Threadfin. Can I pronounce Threadfin? Threadfin. Yeah, you can. can, Threadfin Apparel. uh, And had him design this nice hoodie the nation hoodie and he's been, we've been taking orders all week long. So check that out, go over to the group page and you can get find your orders this. in. So this is pre-order only. This is not going to exist outside the pre-order. So if you don't get in on it now, it's gone until I decide to make chase do it one more time. But we're all, all of this is pre-order. Jay Whalen is down there spending all his money. Where's he at? St. Lucia. Yeah. He went somewhere to the islands. We're hoping he has $38 to <laughs> buy a hoodie when he gets back. We're going to see. We got these sweet little koozies. Uh, they are also available via my DMs. That wasn't a joke. Just let me know. I have, uh, I think, 24 of them at my house. I'd be happy to ship out to you. Yes, sir. Whatever dollars I posted, 15 bucks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Those are cool. So get your get your shirt order in. And, uh, yeah, good times. Need that for the fall. Chase will even make it extra large and put something near the butt if you pay him a little extra. He'll throw a little said, patch down there. Yeah, he said he will install a prison wallet onto the hoodie for the yeah. right amount. <laughs> well, hey, Jim's waiting on us. We say we slide him on in here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Hang on just a second. We'll get Jim in. Jim. Hey, how you hey doing, guys. Man? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Fantastic. I've Ryan, got my Tennessee guy. <laughs> yep. Oh, we know how to catch him down here, boys. Y'all sleeping on Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, man. Thanks for taking the time to, to join us tonight. Now, are you, do you say you were driving to Branson when I talked to you? Are you in Branson now or are you just passing through there? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm spending a couple of days here at uh, my my mother's place. Okay, so you're just up the road from me then. I should have come up and done the live broadcast yep. from your mom's house. <laughs> yeah, my my dining room lighting here. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. How does it feel, Jim? How does it feel to take home two two of the blue trophies? Uh, it's 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 a lot of luck. Uh, I mean. You got to admit it that uh, there's a lot of guys in there that can catch fish at any time, and you just happen to happen on a couple of nice ones and, and end up at the top. And it's, yeah, it's great. I think luck is a big factor into winning a tournament, but I mean, I think skill goes a long way. Like, you have to put yourself in position to win. You can't control if you're going to get the kicker fish or whatever, but you have to put yourself in the right place around the right fish to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, we we had big numbers all week. <laughs> we had we had big numbers of fish all week, but just nothing of any size. And we knew they were there. It was just a matter of of getting on them. And there was probably ten other kayaks in the same area and a bunch of boats. Uh, so you just had to get into this into the place where nobody else was going. Is this, a, is this an area that you fished before? Did you have prior knowledge to it? Is it somewhere you like to frequent when you're in the area? I, I fished there before, but usually when I go up to lacrosse area, I fish down around Stoddard. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I go up there usually three times a year, maybe. I was going to say, if I, I mean, I remember you're no stranger to lacrosse. Like, you you enjoy the area, you enjoy the fishery. Uh, this, this isn't just... You know, you coming in kind of blind to it. Yeah, I, I normally fish pool eight. Uh, this year, did a lot of pr practicing on pool nine just because it seemed like the, the better fish were there, the current was there. But you know, both times I've been up there this year, the weather's been <laughs> the weather's been pretty interesting, and it's it's been changing every day. So I was just up there not long ago for the BOS event, just several weeks ago. Uh, and the river had been really, really low. And then over the days we were there, it came up. What were the conditions like up there this time around for you? Did it stabilize or was it, was it, did it get back low? Yeah, it went back down. It was, it was pretty stable the whole time. I don't, I don't think the pools fluctuated more than six or eight inches the whole, the whole week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was up there at the, at the BOS too. And yeah, it was, that was a wild week of weather too. Okay. So you were there. You, it came up, what did it come up? A foot and a half, two feet by the time Sunday rolled around? Foot and a half almost overnight. Yeah. Friday to Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really practiced on uh, Friday up there for the BOS because Thursday, the storm kind of blew me off the water and it kind of, threw me for a loop on saturday when the water came up so much i wasn't expecting that it's wild but i love fishing up there it's so so diverse and you've you know you got to be willing to adjust and try to find the find those larger bites like you were able to you said you found the numbers and that usually isn't a problem up there it's just finding those right ones right yeah i mean normally if you can find 60 70 fish in one day the, the odds are you're going to be able to pick a few big ones out of there <laughs> oh my goodness that's pretty uh that's pretty pretty tight there were you all, I mean, obviously, I, I would assume you were on a largemouth bite with the numbers like that on the fish. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was all largemouth. I was in a, in a area that 
was fairly shallow, had a lot of grass in it, had a couple of, of uh, areas with pads in it. And uh, the local, the local uh, bluegill fishermen love that area. So, yeah. It, it <laughs> you don't have to give us your secret bait if you don't want to. But were you frog fishing like Jay Wallen? He said that's the only rod he even took out with him was, was a frog rod. I never, I never got a blow up on a frog all week. Not one. Really? Nope. Yep. Well, folks, that is lesson number 42, why you can't trust Jay Wallen. Yep. Well, I threw, I threw my favorite lure. I threw a Texas rig weightless Senko. Caught, caught most of my fish. Um, Are you kidding? Or a spinnerbait. That's two oh weeks in a row, Ryan. The Senko no, doing damage. Oh, gosh. My, my big fish came out of eight inches of water in the dead pads on a weedless sink on a Texas rig Senko. That's two weeks I in like, a row. The Senko wins a national tournament. I like <laughs> fishing. I like fishing on Gunnersville, especially. I like fishing pad stems with. I usually don't throw a Senko. I throw what I was throwing on Pickwick, like a Texas rig big TRD but I don't peg the weight so the, the bait will slide back and forth on it. Uh, but yeah. I mean, those, those pad stems, man, that's that's the juice right there. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I always throw 10 or 12-pound line. I just I don't throw the big braid. I think the, the smaller line makes it work a little bit better. And I'll lose a few and break off a few, but, yeah. Awesome. I, I'd say 10-pound. I throw 10-pound myself when I'm, when I'm throwing a weightless sink out. I throw yeah. I throw ten pound on pretty much any finesse style bait because I don't <laughs> I don't like getting broken off I don't like throwing anything under ten to be honest with you. Yeah, I, there aren't a lot of people that'll throw ten or twelve in the pads. It'll get no. it done. You guys see uh, Cliff's comment right there? Most versatile bait right behind the hammer. <laughs> yep. You could probably do pretty good just going around with a Senko and a jackhammer to be honest, right? I, uh, I'll tell uh, you from a fact, from, from a career, <laughs> I can do pretty good with a, with a hammer and a Seiko. If you follow me on Gunnersville in the fall anywhere, those are the two baits I'm throwing, period. Yeah, I'll have so, a spinner bait too, but yeah, that's... Okay, okay. Jim, you said Senko. You talking legit Yamamoto Senko or just a stick yeah. bait of some sort? No, Yamamoto Senko. Okay. Yep. I dig it. Just Texas sponsor, rigs. Sponsor this man right now, Gary. <laughs> Gary, I'm, if you're I'm, watching, sponsor him. Get this man I, a black and I, red Senko. I support him pretty good. If you're throwing actual Yamamoto Senkos, you have to support him good because you can sneeze on them and they tear. But for some reason, the fish eat them ten to one over anything else. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's because of the way they sink or just the colors he uses or whether you're right, they're very soft. You can tear one off just pulling it through the weeds. Yep. For sure. For sure. Are you fishing the state championship, Jim? Uh, the state championship? Yes, sir. No. Uh, no, I've, I've actually been out pretty much all year with the, uh, with a shoulder injury. I had surgery this spring and uh, I've, I've tried to fish a couple times and had to pull out because I just couldn't make it past an hour or two during the day. But uh, this is the first tournament that I've actually felt competitive and able to paddle and that kind of stuff. So 
That, this I love this story. I haven't felt like fishing a full day, so I went out and caught sixty fish and won, won the bass. <laughs> on a Senko, I'm not, I'm not buying this, Jim. I don't know. Something's not adding up here, bud. Well, I was I was in Texas at Possum Kingdom in a in a shoulder harness and all my gear right after surgery, and uh, yeah, I've been like that uh, since then. You had a pick with the. Nice. Didn't you have a picture with the possum king and your shoulder sling down there? Yep. Yep. Sure enough. Uh, <laughs> they should have had you mixing. They should have had you mixing drinks over there at the Western Sun table. <laughs> yeah, they may not like it. Bartender. But... <laughs> so yeah, this was a this is the first one that I actually felt good and felt that I could really compete at. I I did the i did the uh bos last month up here and did a couple other ones and just yeah i didn't feel like i could compete yeah let me tell you, let me ask you this jim you won the first bass event obviously and you just won the year-end event yeah. so you kind of bookended the first two years of the bass nation kayak series and you fished a few other ones as well i think haven't you besides those these these couple um uh, what do you what do you think uh you would like to see them do going into 22. Do you, would you like to see them change anything, change their, their format as far as one day versus two day? Uh, or do you want them to stay in pat how they've been doing things? I, I, I honestly like the one day events. There's a lot of guys that can't do two days. And I think there's a lot of people that like one days, but I agree with y'all. There needs to be an AOI system. There needs to be, there needs to be some other way to enter other than being in the top percentage in each, each of the tournaments. Uh, of course, the AOI, that would probably get you there if you were in that percentage. Uh, I think they need to add uh, more locations, more tournaments during the year. I, I don't think five is enough to, to actually determine a good AOI or, or determine a good championship. I, I think it'll happen. I think you'll see that. I like that. So this is a, a question that came up in our – in our group chat, um, do you think AOI structure wise, how many events do you feel like a person should fish to achieve AOI status? Do you think it should be every event? Do you think it should be, let's say like, I don't know, seven out of 10 or, you know, Hobie does it, the top three events going to AOI. How much do you feel like is enough to win the title of angler of the year? Uh, I, I think it needs to be more than the three and I'll, I'll, just as an example, you probably have three lakes that you die to go fish every year on, on their tournament schedule. And you're, you've got those three lakes dialed in and so do a few other guys. So you can fish those three lakes, use those for your AOI and, and you're sitting pretty. But if you have to do six lakes, three that you're not comfortable with, that kind of evens out the field. And I, I think it gives everybody a better chance to, to get into that AOI situation. I like your logic, Jim. What are your thoughts, uh, Jeff? You know, even Let me if, interview you for a minute, Jeff. I, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> well, let, let me get on my couch and lay this on you, Ryan. The, the, uh, I think it should be more points heavy on people to qualify for championships rather than spots at the actual tournaments. In other words, I know Bass does 20% of the field, 
gets a spot in the championship. I think it should be far fewer spots into the championship and more heavy on an AOI system as far as championship bursts. Yeah, uh, ask is 10%. Or 10%, whatever it is. It's I mean, 10%, even, yeah, even, 10% of the field. Even the BOS, I mean, I understand why they do the top three making it in, but I'd be okay if they just gave a spot to the winner and weighted it towards the points more than the event top three because a lot of guys will finish top three and then they won't fish another event the rest of the year and they don't come <clears> back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can that's see both that. sides. I feel like the top three system is is weighted and in place like that to draw the pool of local anglers. So the, the top three, in my opinion, is is to draw those guys from the local, let's say, tri-state area, wherever the tournament is. I think that top three is to kind of pull pull that that group in instead of just the people chasing the trail because as we know a lot of people don't have the luxury to travel five or six states away just to continue to chase this trail all year yeah but that's true and and adding to that you could take the top three people in the tournament and then say out of the six tournaments you you still have to fish three of those in order to qualify for the championship you you can't just fish one and done like like a lot of people fish their home lake and they're done, you know? Yeah. You, you could do something I, like I get, that I get too. What, yeah. I get what Ryan's saying about that's to draw that guy that might be one and done. Um, but at the same time, once he qualified, if he had to fish two more, that may be a, a carrot where, you know, he, if you if win he one though, like if you finish in the top five and that was my, I didn't want to compete for AOI period this year, period. I want to, I mean, I didn't, honest, uh, I, I'm glad I did. I didn't want to win Watts Bar. I didn't want to fish Watts Bar. I hate that place. But, <laughs> that happened, and then I was like, well, shit, now I've got to go fish six other tournaments here and at least give myself a shot at AOI. But if you look at the numbers uh, in, in the qualifiers, the people that qualified on the top three, most of them were in pretty high standings on AOI as well because a lot of them, you know, they they are the people that chase this thing uh, all around the country. So I think you get a lot of overlap there. And, and roll down wise, it really ends up coming down more to the to the point people that that spent the time on the trail. Yeah, it gets expensive to chase AOY. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of lakes you're going to, and you know, <laughs> it gets expensive I, just to chase the last spot in the TOC and not make it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets ex- it gets expensive just to go to bars for three or four days in a row. Like there's, I mean, there's a lot of hidden expense in this. People look at the entry fee. That's the least of your worries. Like there's a lot more money you're about to blow on this stuff. Yeah, a lot of people in the comments are talking about how these trails eat vacation time. Yeah, you know, hard to sick fish six events. I know this. I know. Ryan and I, we've talked privately, and we have a group text going. We talk about this stuff. It would be so cool if we had an elite series where, you know, you had 50, 75, 100 people that paid their entry fees ahead of time, committed to a full schedule, so on and so on. But we're just not there. I don't think there's anybody that can fish that many tournaments and commit to it ahead of time. You know, commit to the entry fees, commit to the time off, commit to six tournaments, eight tournaments, whatever it would be. You're going to need to see sponsor involvement for that. You know, I mean, there uh, there are some people that either have jobs or are financially, you know, supported in other means that can that can do that. But for a lot of these guys, 
I think you're going to need to see sponsors really step up and kind of drive the acceptance of that. You know, if, if you got a sponsor that says, Hey, one says, I'll pay your entry fees. The other guy says, I'll pay your travel costs. Then it's, it's much more feasible to do this. But from a working person standpoint, a lot of people work nine to fives or at least a three day week, you know, 12 hour shift job. It's, it's a lot for them to, to not only get the time off to be able to get there, pre-fish and get back home for work, but also spend, let's say 1200 bucks a pop, you know, yeah. per tournament. I mean, you're, you, you know, you're eating away eight grand, 10 grand a year, just chasing these trails. I think if, if does these sponsors want to be involved and they want the exposure from this stuff, it, you know, it's kind of on them to step up and help out with that. Yeah. Then it comes down to just time off. Who can afford to take it off? And I, this is something you, Ryan and I have talked batted around a bunch of times. And Jim, you can give your comment on this. I think putting in a official practice time and official off limits time would make people more apt to take off a Thursday and Friday to come fish if they didn't think there were other people sitting there for a week or two. Even though I don't think that necessarily makes all the difference because there's so many stories of these guys that are winning that just show up on Friday and win. But it makes better it winning, may, Jeff. But consistently finishing in the top five, right, right, right. if you look at those people, they're there true, for a week true. or two. Like, you know, true. I mean, that's true. You yeah, and, and it may, I'm, I'm not sure it makes a difference. I'm not sure yeah, it makes I mean, a I difference. I don't know. The, the conditions in, in the between final result, Monday and the conditions between Monday and Saturday changed so much that the, the, the honest the truth, Saturday morning when I got in the truck, it was a coin flip to see where I was going, north or south. <laughs> but, you had, but you had five or six spots if you can yeah. eliminate water if you put me on a lake for five days and i can eliminate four days worth of water and find two productive spots on that whole lake i'm much more apt to cash a check than than anything else like it's a, it's eliminating water there's no and and the reason i know that that's true is you see it in the pros. You see it in these big money bass boat events. They limit them to, you know, two or three practice days because, I mean, time on the water is key. If you leave a local dude on his lake to, to pre-fish for a month, he's going to have those oh, yeah. phone number. He'll call one at 9, 9.45. I mean, you know, just on the stringer. Yeah, and I don't and even mean from a competition seen. standpoint – is do you guys think it may turn some people off from signing up thinking, well, I got no chance to compete. These people are there for two weeks. Is there that many people that you think it turns off from doing that? Or do most people say the hell with it and just show up anyway? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't understand the detriment of it. If you put in, let's say you put in a 30 day information rule, similar to what the TOC has in place this year. And you put in even a week or, <clears throat> or a four day pre-fishing period. Who's it gonna turn off? The people that are traveling the country with nothing else to do to pre-fish for two weeks is it gonna turn them off. I mean, they're already doing this, you know, as as a trail, as a job, so to speak. Is it gonna turn them off? No, because that's where the money's at. It, no, I mean the opposite. I mean the fact that there isn't a rule. Do you think that turns off any casual anglers from jumping in yeah, there because they're like, sure. you know, I'm what I mean, I don't want to go fish that. I definitely think it does on that note. Yeah, sure. like, you know, I, I don't want to go throw my money at that because I know there's been people there for X amount of days. Even though it may or may not make a difference, it may turn that casual fan or casual angler off from throwing their money in. I don't know. 
I, I don't think it makes a difference. I'll go, to, I'll go to Chick and fish against Ryan and Jordan and any of those guys, even though I know they're going to going to clean my clock but hey, it's it's fishing that's what i want to do you can um, have chick i'll i'll, I'll let you i'll let you have that one you can, gunnersville. Can gunnersville yeah you can you can be gunnersville you take chick amaga we'll make a deal i'm gonna throw this up yeah from i'll the stay YouTube. out of your area on gunnersville <laughs> yeah from the youtube live uh moyak fishing series on youtube an AOI bonus check of more than 5K to the angler of the year helps justify the chase. What does Hobie do for that? Do they just give a boat away or do they give it cash money away? I, I, I don't know. I, last year it was just a boat, I'm pretty sure. I mean, just a boat. It was hella a custom color, $5,500, yeah. 360 Like I can't say just a boat, but I mean, yeah. just a boat. Yeah, anything to justify that chase, great point. I mean, that that's going to help if you know that you can – Cash a little extra check for putting that extra time in rather than just the and, pride. Although, I mean, half of us do this for the competition anyway, not just trying to win money. But I mean, a lot of it's bragging rights. Like in yeah. our house, for instance, I didn't really care about, you know, what happened in the tournament, so to speak. I mean, I love being there and fishing. I just want to beat all y'all because I don't want to hear any lip from, <laughs> from anybody I'm sharing a house with. <laughs> I feel that at the end of the day, a lot of it is just old school bragging rights and uh, social media posts. That's what we're all about. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, winning, cashing some checks helps ease the the travel burden, but uh, the competition is, is the thing. If you're not in it for the competition and you're just there for the money, you're not going to do good anyway. I would say if you're kayak fishing for the money, you're yeah, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. If you're just jumping in stuff close to home to try to win money, you're not going to win money anyway. You're trying to, if you're if you're trying to win because you like to compete, then you gotta then you gotta shot. It's it's not many people that even win the tournaments in their own backyard. I mean, we see that around the entire country. It's usually somebody yep. that comes in with fresh eyes, breaks down the water per the moment, and that's who's successful. Not the guy that lives there. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Happens all the time. Happened, well, Jim just went up to lacrosse. The Guillermo went from Texas to Tennessee or Alabama, wherever the hell that lake is. He was not in Tennessee. Uh, Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> wasn't he? He was well, fishing up by the dam somewhere. Actually, I was going to say, technically, he actually was probably closer to Tennessee than any of the rest of us because we were all in. No, he, he, was, he was in Mississippi. He was, was in Mississippi. So Jim, Jim knows. Jim brought him a sandwich and a bottle of water while he was out. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah. That's what that Pickwick's kind of like lacrosse, Jim. You got to have, you got to be careful. You got to have three different licenses and make sure you got the reciprocal. It's wild stuff. Well, lacrosse is easy. Just get Wisconsin and it covers 99% of the water. So, yeah. Or just don't get one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not me. That was rude. Who, who are we talking about? <laughs> Nobody. Just know. a hypothetical. Hypothetical. I bought, my, I bought my Alabama license because I fished Gunnersville already, and I know that they switch over. I buy a sportsman's license every year because duck season, they cut it off right before teal season starts, and they will bust you so fast if they see you with a duck boat in teal season. So I'm like, eh, I got I got that on auto renew. I ain't worried about Alabama, son. Yeah, I usually have six, seven, eight non-resident licenses on me at all times yeah i usually just have tennessee and alabama but that's that's another story oh, home water guy again right <laughs> yeah those are the those are the two states i know i'm gonna end up in so i've got to ask this question jim i know you i know you've been laid up 
uh, with that with that shoulder. But one of the cool things, you know, Jim's a teammate of mine, Ryan. So I'm going to go Homer on you here. He's an old town teammate of mine. Uh, when he won Logan Martin, you know, that was a big deal because Old Town would just had sponsored that series and we had a booth at the Classic and Jim won. And I mean, it was just a crazy t- sequence of events that happened. He ended up on the team there. One of the coolest things they did, let me throw this on the screen, is they actually poured him a custom red and black autopilot that he's rocking right there. Uh, did you use that up of the cross, Jim? Yes. Were you in the Predator? Yeah. Yeah, I used okay. the AP. And, and, I, that, and uh, I paddled it a lot up there too. Really? I was going to say, how'd you do with that shoulder, man? Cause if you had to paddle it, that had to be hard. No, I said, this is the first one I felt competitive at. I didn't, I didn't hurt all day and yeah, it was, it's good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I paddled it through eight inches of water for hours. My man testing that surgery. Did they put horizontal rod storage in it for you? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. Just, you just lay them down. Right? Why do you lay your rods down? They should be in your hands. That's right. It's, I, it's I don't I don't freaking hang up when I go to sling one. I throw bombs. I hit dingers, Jim. I hit dingers. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah. And and Jim, you can comment on this. I, I always like to give a shout out to the old town team because those guys do a hell of a job uh, taking care of the team and and did with you with this boat and uh, with us overall. I think that was Ben. Was that Ben in your picture with you there that I put up? Road yeah. dog Ben yep. Rayfield. Okay, yep. another Tennessee guy. Yeah, that's my traveling partner. Traveling I actually there like a lot of old town guys. I really do. I like a lot. I like a lot of the team. <laughs> I like the boats. You know what we should do, Jeff? We should get Old Town into the dugout bait and tackle. That would be that would be clutch right there. That'd really round all this. Do you out. know then that I've, you might see me in autopilot. I don't know. Who knows? Every every I have uh, little to no influence on the sales side of things, but I've actually tried to reach out and tell them that that's what they need to do. So who knows? Maybe okay. that marriage will happen someday soon. I had a, I had a couple of Hobie guys in that autopilot this weekend, and I think you'll be surprised at who's not going to be in a Hobie. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Jim put out cool there, stuff, too. Man. All right. Good stuff. Right. No, nah, man, it was awesome to see you win that, that second trophy up there, Jim. Uh, Cliff Allen, look at this. Jeff, get me on the team. I sell. You need to talk to Duke, Deuce, Double Deuce down there. That's the man Deuce. to talk to in Texas. <laughs> get over to Mariner. Talk to Deuce and, and Katie. They'll get you the the contacts that you need. Grow your brand, Clifton. Grow your brand. Yeah. I want to see a Clifton Allen edition old. <laughs> It'd be like multicolor or something. I don't know. What would you? It'd be. be... It would probably be sixteen feet long, just so that boy can get his pedal stroke in. With a four foot high. Seat riser on the side of it there. That'd be all right. Yes. Look like a unicycle or something show. sticking up out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it. my man Clifton. Well, let me get over to the share thing. We were doing a like and share contest tonight. We had quite a few people share this, so we want to give away this little little gear pack before we get out of here tonight. I know Jim's got to be beat. <laughs> Sitting in mom's dining room, driving from the cross. Deuce. Deuce said y'all trying to get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All I said was talk to you, Deuce. Chill, man. We love you, Deuce. Yeah. All right. Let me get this thing going here before I lose track. What do you have? Do you have a a roulette wheel? What do you got there, player? I do. 
Elvis I'm Lee. sorry. I, I'm sorry. I can't verify this, guys. You just Elvis Lee. You You're Elvis the man. Lee. Elvis. Elvis Lee shared it like three times, but he's he's the man. Elvis Lee. Elvis is in the building. Elvis. The Elvis. Minnesota oh, boy, huh? Yeah. Is that where he's from? Minnesota? Yeah, I think he was he was at the tournament this weekend. Okay, Maple Leaf, okay. Minnesota, Elvis Lee. His yeah. profile picture is riding a uh, bike, so he's a pedal peddler in more ways than one. So, Elvis, you're the man. He's in the comments. He actually Welcome finished up in the top this week. Okay. I there thought Jim straight pulled that just out of nowhere, like, Minnesota, eh? Like, just, <laughs> oh, there he is. Look at there. All right. <laughs> yeah. He was a top tenner right. from Minnesota. He was, he was a higher overall. How about that? He beat Cody Milton. That's saying something. Jim's got a mind like a steel trap, boy. I tell you what, all that time <laughs> laid up with the shoulder, crazy. he had time to, to learn it, up. It's old, but it's still good. Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley finished in front of him there. I thought he was a, out there playing football or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was good stuff. So before we let you out of here tonight, Jim, did you talk to any to Casey or Anthony or any other any of the old town guys? Were you guys doing similar stuff or were they on totally different bites than you were up there? Uh, well, of course, Ben and I fish fairly close to each other. Uh, Anthony was a totally different bite than I was. He was fishing, uh, moving water down down south, okay, and primarily going for smallmouth, I think. But yeah, he was he was fishing moving water. All right. Did you talk to and, Casey at all? And uh, I was still on that shaky head. What was I he talked to Casey for a little. I talked to him for a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what he was doing, but it, it looked like he had a largemouth bite. Yeah, I saw his post. He said he had like over a hundred fish too over the days. Yeah, was, it, it was crazy. It was, you had to wade through thirteen and fourteen inch fish. You catch twenty, twenty of those things, and then you'd get one that could you could. It was a decent scoreable fish. That's wild. That's crazy. Cross is a wild place. Y'all think we'll see it on somebody's schedule next year? It's on somebody's every year. I I don't know. I think they support the kayak community so much. I don't see how someone could not continue to go back there. Yeah, they they support yet, the fishing community good. Yeah. You've never been up there? Nope. Uh, lots it's of grass, lots of me, weeds. Man. I know. So I heard it's like my kind of fishing. Like you can just slow down and just pick apart that grass, which I do enjoy the idea of. But usually when the tournament is that time of the year, I'm burnt out. Like to be honest, I'm burnt out by like July. I don't really want to fish anymore until the weather starts to cool off. So it's kind of a mental game for me, just how far do I want to go? And, and hopefully I've already accomplished what I, what I set out to accomplish by that time. So it, it's, it's a, uh, just a icing on the cake kind of tournament. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool place to go. I, I'm curious to see all the schedules or the rest of the schedules come out. I'd like to see some new water show up, but I'm sure there'll be a few old favorites. So I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to see what, what happens i'm sure we'll be seeing them over the next month or two trickle out I yeah, think, everybody uh, goes up there I'll, I'll go up there isn't hobie's coming out next month isn't that what uh that what they said october yep should be and i'm sure bass is right behind i heard rumors back in the spring that bass already had theirs wrapped up for like two years yeah going they do. forward i don't know if that was true or not but okay yeah uh, hopefully we, we hear some stuff on them soon too maybe we'll have uh john or somebody on here and talk about it or Dwayne, tyler one yeah, of the, one of the boys sure. we'll have yeah. one here uh, we'll talk about it as the season winds up but yeah awesome stuff man jim thank you for taking the time to join us tonight man i know you're wore out from your road trip and <laughs> yeah, no problem good to see you guys 
Yeah, Appreciate man. it. Congrats again on the win, man. Keep on. Uh, we need to take like a Tennessee trophies pick one day and just uh, show everything we got piled up. <laughs> we'll, we'll call Jordan. I'm going to have room for that. We'll call Jordan. We'll call Russ Snyder's. We'll call Adam Riser. We'll, uh, we'll make a little mountain out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks everybody Sorry, on yeah. YouTube and Facebook. No, for watching tonight. Uh, awesome show tonight. It was fun. Next week, we're giving away the shades. So make sure you're here next shades. week. Shades. I don't know who the guest will be yet, but we're going to give away some uh, shades. you going to be back home, Ryan? You're going to be, be on the road again. I'll be in Idaho next week coming oh. at you live from Elk Camp. Get ready. That could be wild. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, anything you want to say before we go, Jim? Anybody want to shout out? No, just, uh, uh, you know, I, I fish for Frontier uh, along with, out, with Old Town, but Brant down there at, at uh, Frontier in Kingston, he's, he helps us out, all the local guys, quite a bit. Uh, and Old Town, like you said, Old Town supports us pretty well. I, every tournament I go to, I have a big box of spare parts that if anybody needs spare parts for their, for their boats, I've got most everything right. Merrick carries a whole bunch of spare parts with him. You can, you can get whatever you need at a tournament from, from Old Town while you're there. Yeah, awesome stuff. Ryan, anything else before we wrap it up, dude? That's it. Thank you, Jim, for coming on. Congrats on your win. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Revo Western Sun and Jamie Coz at the Dugout. We appreciate it. Uh, let's keep it rolling. All right, All right thanks, guys. Uh -huh. See everybody next week.